Welcome to Gifts from Global Baptists, Stories Engaging Churches in Conversation, a production of the Baptist World Alliance Division on Mission, Evangelism, and Justice. Now here's our host, Trisha Miller-Mannerin. Thank you, Shannon. Today we are fortunate to welcome the Reverend Dr. Jerry Young, a retired senior pastor serving as the interim pastor of a BWA Global Impact Church, Calvary Hill Baptist in Fairfax, Virginia in the United States, and the Reverend Julie Pennington Russell, the senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Washington, D.C. Welcome to you both. Happy Advent. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's great to be with you today. As the song goes, it's the most wonderful time of the year. For many, however, the month of December is not wonderful at all. Both of you are offering what is in some churches called Blue Christmas, or as in your church, Jerry, comfort for Christmas. Can you please tell us what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the thing is, because because this season, the Christmas season, season of Advent, is, is a season of families and because it's a season of memories for many people who are grieving some kind of loss, any kind of loss, uh, Christmas can be the hardest season of all, and sometimes our grief just gets amplified by all the rest that's going on out there, all the festivity of the season, where there doesn't seem to be much room for our grief. Mm-hmm. So uh, so this service provides room uh, for, for our grief, for sadness, for disappointment, for whatever we happen to be carrying around. Mm. Yeah, I would say the, the expectations for, for Christmas are all about the things you talked about, the happiest time of the year and joy to the world and all of the, those kinds of things. Everybody runs around saying, have you got the Christmas spirit? And mm. So the expectations are very high in a very positive way. And for people who are grieving, for people who are feeling, we've added this year the people who are uh, caregivers and others like that who are burdened, especially burdened down this time of year uh, in light of everything else. Um, just a time to, to hear that it's okay for them not to have that spirit and, and to... Uh, identify their grief and live in it for the moment. Yeah. Thanks to both of you. Do either of you remember attending such a service before you became a clergy person? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, my, my tradition when I was growing up, I mean, I went to I went to so many different kinds of Christmas services, singing Christmas trees, uh, pageants, you know, with everything from the nativity to, uh, you know, snow skiers and ice skaters <laughs> and, you know, flying squirrels and that, you know, that kind of thing. You never had experienced anything like a blue Christmas where if you weren't feeling uh, necessarily jolly, uh, you know, they, where, where you could go and, and sort of bring what you felt. And so, no, I, I never had. Nor did I. I, I didn't grow up in a tradition where advent was celebrated at all in any way i mean it was just it was christmas it was christmas carols from the very beginning Uh and then i was the first time i ever attended something like this was 20 years ago when i did the first one i ever did so very interesting so why why were your was your interest sparked about 20 years ago to offer such a service jerry uh, I came across a service that somebody else did, and I wish I could remember the name of the person who did it because I'd like to give credit, and, and I just can't. I've looked back to try to get it. Uh, and it just it, it, um, it touched me personally. I've, um, it, and it just was a, mo- a moving and seemingly very meaningful thing. And so I took that and pretty much at first just used what, what had been done. And over the years, I've, I have adapted that in different ways and added to it and taken away and 
put my own pieces in there. But um, it was just by chance that I came across somewhere some what somebody else had done and, and really liked it. Thanks. How, how about you, Julie? What sparked your interest to offer a Blue Christmas? Well, about 17 years ago, um, just before Thanksgiving in 1999, my, my father died uh, at the age of 64 after a two-year battle with melanoma. And, uh, and all I remember, really, about the holiday season that year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and, you know, and of course, the that additional fanfare of the new millennium um, was that it, it all went by in this kind of foggy haze. Our children were little, so I sort of felt the need to press on through Christmas, but, but you know, the truth is my heart was broken, and the last thing I wanted to do was celebrate. Um, and, and what I do remember is this strange feeling of hearing everywhere in the, in the TV commercials, the music, the decorations, you know, this relentlessly energetic, chirpy voice saying, come on, get in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> and uh, and a, a colleague of mine on our staff said, you know, years ago, I remember going to a service of consolation at this time of year. Maybe we should try something like that. <laughs> and uh, and we did our first one. It was back in Waco, Texas. And I've done one every single year uh, since uh, the year 2000 um, and have loved it. It's one of my favorite services of the year. I've got I've got a personal note to that too. That we had a grandson that died of SIDS at three months, and uh, I think part of the reason that that I was attracted to that also was I realized that at the Christmas season and his birthday, really the only two times you on a regular basis I I think of him, and it's always he never had a Christmas. He was born in January and died in April, and so there's a sense of um, I connect him in my mind with Christmas, and it's always in a sense of what was lost and mm. what we've never been able to, to celebrate together. Mm. So there's a personal piece of that for me, too. Yeah, yeah, those personal testimonies that say not everybody is merry and bright, <laughs> even when celebrating Christmas. And it is difficult in our culture in the United States when <laughs> long before the end of November, there's Christmas music and Santa Clauses and holiday decorations everywhere. What happens typically during during this special worship service for you? Well, in, in our Blue Christmas service, we, we uh, go to great lengths to talk about um, the Christmas story, the real Christmas story, um, and you know the one in the Bible. And because <laughs> when you when you read the, the the narratives, the birth narratives in the Gospels, you get a very different sense of what kind of spirit. A Christmas spirit might be. I mean, everybody in the Christmas story is is struggling. Uh, you know, you've got you've got Zechariah and Elizabeth who are grieving a child they've never been able to have. Uh, you've got old Simeon holding Jesus in his arms, talking about his approaching death. Uh, you know, Anna is in the story. She's a widow. Joseph walks into the room talking about a divorce. You know, Mary hears this word that a sword is going to pierce her heart. And, I mean, you, when you start talking about the real story, you realize that maybe people who are grieving some kind of loss are the prime candidates for Christmas. And uh, and so we just really try to highlight that in, in our story. I would echo that. That sounds very much like what um, what we do as well. And part of those people that, that are the Christmas sufferers, mm. Um, are those that are not necessarily grieving the loss of someone, but uh, aging, uh, mm-hmm. the, as I mentioned earlier with the caregivers and so forth, that uh, 
there's lots of different ways to feel that that pressure, which certainly was a part of that first Christmas story. I mean, other other than the angels appearing with their little chorus, there's there's not much joy and happiness and Christmas spirit. Yeah. In the the biblical story of the of the first Christmas. A lot of dreams that never come to fruition when you're a young woman and suddenly you're the mother of the Son of God. <laughs> uh, exactly. What What do you hope to accomplish by offering such a time of worship? Well, you can't make the pain go away. Mm. Um, and typically what's going on is these people are just burying it because they don't want to be a burden to others. They don't want their grief, their sorrow, their depression, whatever, to take other people's Christmas spirit away. <laughs> and so a big part of what, what I want to do is to um, give permission to grieve openly and give a, a, um, a forum in which it's understandable and accepted um, to share those kinds of things, to get them out. Even at one point, uh, consciously inviting them to bring that person or whatever it is into the, this space with us and let that let them be a part of this Christmas this time this way mm-hmm. so I think that's um, and then out of that to offer them the comfort of comfort of you know the presence of God's spirit the comfort of other people going through the same kinds of thing they're really not alone even though it seems like to them mm-hmm. like they are yeah yeah Julie has uh you had people specifically come up to you and share with you how the Blue Christmas has touched them in a special way? Absolutely. I, you know, I, as I mentioned, we've been doing this. I've been uh, leading these services for uh, 16 years now. And so just recently we uh, put on Facebook, we promoted our upcoming Blue Christmas service that happens next Wednesday. We promoted it on um, our Facebook page on the church, and, I, and I've had people who span back 16 years from Waco to Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ringing in to say, thank you, I still remember it was one of the most meaningful services I'd ever gone to, I was grieving, you know, it, it made a space for my grief. It's really been very heartening to, mm-hmm. to hear from people for whom this service has made a terrific difference. Yeah. If someone wanted to try such a worship service with their church, do you have some resources or ideas you could share with them? We're very happy to uh, to share the resources we've used through the years as well. Textweek.com is one of those that has some special resources for them. If you send us, Julie, some of those specific things, and Jerry, if you would do that too, we'll happily put it on our BWA website and make that available for folks. Sure. I thank you both so very much. I know this is a very busy time of the year. No, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for having us, Trish. Yeah, I'm always glad to share something about this because I find it very so meaningful. Mm. Sisters and brothers of the Baptist World Alliance, perhaps you know someone who could benefit from a word of encouragement this December. I encourage you to reach out and be a comforting presence to them, sharing the good news of Emmanuel, God with us. This has been a gift from Global Baptist. If you know someone whose ministry story is worth sharing, please email us at mej at bwanet.org. mej at bwanet.org. Join us next time as we hear another story from around the world. 
This podcast was recorded at the office of the Baptist World Alliance in Falls Church, Virginia, in the United States. Music and editing by Pete Cowett. Please visit us at www.bwanet.org.